for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to another living life. Uh, today we'll be looking at the last part of chapter 15 uh, as Paul gets ready to conclude his letter to the Romans. And throughout this most very important letter to the Romans, uh, Paul spoke of so many different theological truths uh, that still uh, affect us and still influence us today. And he talked about what we need to believe in and how to be able to practice our faith and how to come together as the body of Christ. And in this last section, uh, before he goes on to his concluding chapter, uh, Paul speaks about his own faith, about his own personal calling from God, and also his own personal journey as he continues to serve God. You know, as we do these devotionals every day, uh, devotionals are meant to be a very personal reading of Scripture. Uh, so as we look at today's Scripture, at the last part of these, Paul's own life, uh, let us be able to open up our hearts and ears and eyes and be able to hear and see what God is trying to tell us about our own faith and our own calling. Uh, so join me in today's reading of Scripture. Romans chapter 15, verses 14 through 21. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. The first sermon that I ever gave uh, as a pastor was a, to a group of three and four-year-olds. Uh, can you imagine that? A group of three and four-year-olds? Uh, I was a seminary student and I was just very like pumped up and excited for my first sermon. Uh, I had very little idea what I was doing, uh, but I was convinced at that time, right, that first sermon, that through that first sermon, uh, that I was going to just teach all of these amazing theological, theological truths. I'm going to teach the Bible. I'm going to get these three and four-year-olds uh, excited for worship. And I had this grand plan about sharing about all the days of creation and introducing God as the king of the universe, our wonderful creator, uh, to this group of children. Uh, but as soon as I got there, I realized that everything, that everything that I planned for, uh, no, went down the drain, that there's only so much that you can do 
uh, at a very limited time with a group of three and four-year-olds. And I wasn't able to do almost anything that I actually planned. Uh, for me, it was like utter failure in that moment. Uh, I lost my voice. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I was screaming at the kids for a little bit. Uh, but for me afterwards, I realized that it was a great learning experience. I learned that in, in order for you to be a good, or, 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 uh, good speaker or a good writer, the first thing that you need to do is to be able to know your audience. Uh, you need to know who you're speaking to and be able to match according to that. Uh, Paul is a master of that in today's passage. As he's entering his closing remarks, he says in verse 14, uh, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Yet I've written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them all because of the grace God gave me. You know, the Church of Rome was a church, uh, it wasn't a church that Paul actually founded, uh, but it was a church that he really, really loved, and you could tell by this letter. You know, he didn't want them to misunderstand or misinterpret his intentions, uh, nor was his intention to kind of rebuke them, which you might be able to get the sense of throughout this passage. Uh, but his true intention was to be able to remind them and teach them the gospel message, to be able to encourage them with the spirit of Christ, to encourage them to continue to grow in their faith and to grow together as one community. You know, he says, you're full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Uh, that's the same blessing that Paul is giving to us today, that we are full of goodness, we are full of knowledge, and we do actually have that calling and competence to be able to instruct and show each other what the gospel means. And may these words encourage you and your walk of faith today. Uh, then he goes on to tell them about his own personal call. He says, as an apostle to the Gentiles, uh, though he has been everywhere, right, all around the world, at known world at this time, from Jerusalem uh, to Eurystheum, which is like modern-day Eastern Europe, uh, he was called for the sole purpose of preaching the gospel. And for him, it was a very special call that he was called to preach the gospel where Christ had not been preached before. Uh, his purpose, his call, was to go and preach gospel uh, to places that have never heard about Jesus before. Uh, that was his own personal call that Christ gave him, to go where there were no churches and to speak to Gentiles about Jesus. Uh, and if you know anything about Paul's life through scripture, uh, that's exactly what he did for the most part. He went around teaching and preaching the gospel to places that have never heard Christ before, uh, devoting his life as a missionary and apostle to Gentiles uh, for the gospel, for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the gospel of Jesus Christ is very simple, that Jesus is the Son of God who came down, who lived, who was crucified, and was resurrected for us. And we, as his followers, are called to live out that gospel in our own lives as Paul, as, uh, as well. Uh, for Paul, that meant going around the world, the unknown world, the known world, preaching the truth. Uh, but for us, it's going to look differently. You know, what does that gospel call mean for you? What does that mean for you to know the gospel, to know who Christ is, and to know what he has done? What does that mean for you today? I think that's the message that Paul and the scripture is trying to tell us today. You know, for me, my own testimony, uh, I didn't grow up thinking that I was going to be a pastor. Uh, I grew up thinking... Uh, that I was going to be many things. You know, I'm going to be a center fielder for the Yankees. I'm going to uh, play basketball like Michael Jordan. Uh, I thought of all of these different things, right? Be a doctor like my mom wanted me to be, but uh, never a pastor. Uh, but I realized growing up that God had a very different plan for me. Uh, looking back in every season of my life, uh, there was a different call that led me to where I am today in this position. 
I remember one day as a young adult, a very young, young adult, I was reading the Bible and I was compelled. I had this sudden urge uh, to go back to church and to serve it. And not only serve it, but serve in a very specific way, to go back to the youth group and to help my younger brothers and sisters out. Uh, at the time, mind you, uh, I really didn't like children. I could easily say that I really disliked children, especially teenagers. Uh, not hated, but like a very strong dislike of them. Uh, but yet, in that moment, God compelled me and convicted my heart to go out, uh, to go out and offer my services to them. And I was very thankful because when I did that, uh, the pastor at that time, he assigned me to help out with the 12th graders, the oldest kids. And I thought that was really good for me because if I had younger kids, uh, I don't think I would have lasted. But the older kids, I could actually talk with them, I could converse with them, and I could help them out. Uh, but I realized that each season, right, as the seasons change, uh, there were times when God would call me to different places. There were times when God would call me to young adults. God would call me to do other things. God would call me to missions. And there were even times when God would call me to just rest and do nothing. You know, every season changed, and God would call me and show me, and he would uh, tell me how to serve and where to serve and how I'm supposed to live out the gospel in these different moments of my life. So the question that I think God is trying to tell us and ask us today is what way are you serving God? And what way are you living out the gospel today? You know, I don't want you guys to misunderstand. You don't have to be a full-time missionary or a full-time pastor like me. You don't have to be like Paul and give up everything. You might, but that's not what God is trying to ask you today. Uh, but as we look at Paul's own testimony, think about what is it that God wants me to do in this very moment? How am I supposed to serve him? How am I supposed to serve the kingdom of God? How am I supposed to serve my fellow brothers and sisters? Uh, today, as we go through this passage together and as we have our time of prayer, uh, let's open ourselves up truly and be able to hear exactly what God is asking me to do in this very moment. Paul is a very bold preacher. He's a bold writer as well. You could actually argue that Paul might be the boldest person that we see in Scripture. And I love how bold he is in these final remarks, these uh, final remarks that he's writing to the church of Rome. How bold he is in his uh, telling of them of all of these spiritual truths and how bold he is as he's sharing his own testimony. But I also love that none of that comes from his own personal pride. Uh, he's not, you know, thinking really highly of himself, and that's why he's so bold in his statements, uh, that none of this actually stems from his own abilities or his own background, uh, but instead all of it comes from the confidence that he has in Christ, the confidence that he has in his calling as a missionary, and the confidence that he has as someone that's living out the gospel life. Uh, so as we ponder the nature of our own personal call today, uh, let us also have confidence in the power of Christ and the power and the spirit of God uh, be able to proclaim and live out the gospel in our very own lives as well. Uh, let us all pray together. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you for once again giving us this message and reminding us what it means to be called by you, to be able to live out the gospel in our own lives. Uh, Lord, as we meditate on these verses together and as we have this time of prayer and all throughout this day, actually, help us, Lord, speak to us, open up our hearts and be able to just uh, hear exactly what it is that you are telling us today. That if we do have this call that you are uh, convicting us of, 
help us to be sensitive to that, to be obedient to that, and be able to move towards that. Uh, if it's a call to rest, help us to be able to hear that as well. Whatever it may be, Lord, help us to open up our hearts and our ears and be able to hear your voice today. And no matter what we do, help us each and every moment and every opportunity to live out this gospel uh, in our very own lives. Uh, Lord, we thank you and we love you, and we pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer.